This is episode 464 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, The Ultimate AR-15 Guide for Beginners. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version, with some commentary, of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, this episode is sponsored by Audible. Now, Audible books were one of the inspirations for this podcast. I purposely don't add bumper music to the podcast because I want it to feel more like an audiobook that just starts and provides value. Now, I love to learn and grow through audiobooks, and Audible makes that very easy. If you are not a member of Audible, you can join for free for 30 days and start an Audible journey with two free audiobooks. The great thing about Audible is that you can cancel at any time and you keep the books you have downloaded. For more information, click the link in the show notes or go to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com forward slash audible. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into our article of the podcast. Um, This is coming to us from survivalsullivan.com. And the the title is The Ultimate AR-15 Guide for Beginners. And I'll just say this right off the bat. I'm not a firearms expert. I'm definitely not an AR-15 expert. But I think this is an important article, something that you know we should be versed in, at least have a little bit of information. There's a lot of great information out there. and uh, But I'll just let you know this. I mean, if you've never really gotten into looking <laughs> looking at firearms online, if you go into a forum or whatever, it's, it's you know, talking about firearms is almost like talking about politics, uh, you know, on Facebook, like you'll drop, you know, something about a, a politician on Facebook and forget it. Everybody comes out of the woodworks to argue with you. And so the, the same thing can apply in a lot of the, the gun or firearm uh, forums where people, you know, have their very strong opinions that they've been hunting or they've been shooting or they, you know, whatever uh, collectors for uh, for many, many years. Right. And so everybody has their, their own opinion. So really what uh, you know, you need that basic information and then you really need to kind of figure it out on your own uh, with a little bit of help from someone. And, and that would be my that would be my suggestion and my advice. You know, when you're looking at maybe something, uh, a rifle like an AR-15, that you find somebody that has a little bit of knowledge. Maybe you ask around some of your friends and, uh, you know, you, you find someone who has knowledge, who has some skill with it so that you can purchase the right one. And also you can go out and learn how to shoot it correctly and take care of it correctly. But this is a, a beginning article, a lot of good information here. And so let's go ahead and just jump right in. Again, coming to us from Survival Sullivan, the ultimate AR-15 guide for beginners. Let's go ahead and start. The AR-15 is a versatile, dependable, and highly accurate rifle for both home defense and self-defense purposes. This lightweight rifle has gotten a bad rap by liberals who deem it in a quote-unquote assault rifle, primarily because the anti-gun crowd mistakenly believes the AR stands from that dog whistle of a phrase, and it falls into the big, black, and scary-looking rifle category. So let's clear up once and for all that the AR stands for Armalite Rifle, after the company that created the rifle during the 1950s. The simple fact is an AR-15 is no deadlier than any other type of semi-automatic rifle or handgun, 
regardless of the caliber. Any gun will kill, as will any hammer, knife, machete, or tire iron when wielded for either self-defense or nefarious reasons. If I aimed my 22 caliber handgun at the head of an attacker, he or she would be just as dead as they would if I had squeezed the trigger on my AR-15 after leveling it at their noggin. So why do preppers need an AR-15? The versatility of the AR-15 makes it a natural fit for preppers. It's equally excellent for home defense and as a personal self-defense rifle to keep in your bug out vehicle. And yes, the AR-15 is even good for hunting. During the early years of this new century, some AR-15 fans who were also hunters began toying around with rifle rounds that could be used in the semi-automatic rifle past the typical 223 and 5.56 caliber rounds. By about 2005, new commercially manufactured cartridges started to pop up on the market that effectively served to turn the AR-15 into a quality hunting rifle as well. The 6.5 Grindel, the Bushmaster 450, and the Ruger 204 are just some of the rounds hunters have successfully used in one of the most popular self-defense rifles on the market. So why is the AR-15 good for hunting? Well, it's compact. The vertical grit and ergonomically fitting magazines are easy to handle for both young or small hunters and large men. The design of the AR-15 allows the shooter to reach and fully grip down further on the handguard to maintain maximum control while aiming the rifle. The sling attachment system most of the rifles boast allow it to be carried as easily and safely while maintaining total maneuverability as any traditional hunting rifle. And the high capacity and detachable magazines negates the need to struggle with reloading frequently in inclement weather. Unlike the common bolt-action hunting rifle, the shooter does not need to reposition his hand in between shots. This aspect of using an AR-15 as a hunting rifle could be extremely advantageous if hunting pack animals like wild boar or coyotes where a second shot might need to be taken quickly. Because the AR-15 is equipped with both a low recoil feature and gas operating system, the firing of the rifle is far smoother and potentially more accurate than that of the most hunting rifles. So here are some AR-15 facts. An AR-15 semi-automatic rifle is really not much larger than a typical 22 caliber, caliber rifle, or as noted above, any more deadly. Now, so I'm gonna just argue with that one just a little bit. Yes, the 22, if you're firing at someone's head, right? And, uh, but if you are doing like center mass, uh, a shot, you know, in someone's, in so, at someone's body, at someone's chest, uh, you know, definitely uh, it's, they're not going to have the same effect. Right. And so I, I think, you know, that, but it, you know, going back to the beginning of the article when, uh, when the author was talking about, and actually it's Tara, uh, she's, she's a woman. So she talks a little bit about that here at the, at the very end of the article, um, you know, yeah, if you're if you're talking about shooting someone in the head, that's a different story. Right. Uh, and even shooting in the head. I mean, that could that could mean so many different things. Uh, but anyway, so I just kind of uh, disagree a little bit there on that one. But let me continue on. The AR-15 rifle used by the military may share the same tactical facade, but our soldiers use automatic and not semi-automatic versions of the rifle. 
a massive distinction liberal politicians and their talking heads in the mainstream media relentlessly fail to comprehend. The AR-15 was originally manufactured by Armalite by Chief Engineer Eugene Stoner, but sold to Colt. There are currently dozens of gun companies that make their own versions of this semi-automatic rifle, selling it under another name because Colt still holds the registered trademark on the AR-15 name. The AR-15, as originally chambered for 223 Remington or 556 NATO rounds, some versions of the semi-automatic rifle are now available in 22 Long Rifle, 450 Bushmaster, 300 Blackout, or 6.8 SPC caliber rounds. The primary difference between the 5.56 and the 2.23 round is the thicker brass used to make the 5.56 when manufactured for military use. The thicker brass coating in the 5.56 NATO and 2.23 Remington cartridge and chamberings are similar but not identical. Military cases are generally made from thicker brass than commercial cases. This reduces the powder capacity and increases chamber pressure. NATO mil-spec cartridges, such as the M855 in a 223 Remington chambered rifle, can lead to excessive wear and stress on the rifle and even be unsafe. And the Sporting Arms and Ammunition Manufacturers Institute, or SAAMI, recommends against the practice. These rifles are incredibly lightweight due to the use of synthetic materials and aluminum alloys used in the manufacturing process. The AR-15 semi-automatic rifle uses a magazine feeding system that is air-cooled. The rifles also boast a rotating lock bolt that is actuated by a gas piston system. The most common shooting stances for the AR-15 are a standing sideways and prone position, a squared off standing stance with the shooter's weak side facing the target slightly is also commonly used by more advanced handlers. Now some AR-15 accessories and upgrades. Let's talk about the iron sights. So some versions but not all of the AR-15 come complete with stock iron sights. When opting to use the sights instead of a scope, you must learn how the feature is intended to be used to increase accuracy. The rear sight is comprised of two different parts the peep and the ghost ring apertures. There are not identical. The peep is always smaller than the ghost ring. The ghost ring often bears the marking 0 to 200. The AR-15 iron sights are positioned on the barrel to allow the shooter to aim without any rear alignment being necessary. The eye of the shooter is positioned so close to the rear sights that it is basically already aligned. Unless the AR-15 guide on the rifle states otherwise, the ghost ring and the peep should have a different zero. Some AR-15 gun guides state the semi-automatic rifles have a same plane rear aperture. This means both iron sight apertures possess the meaning same zero as long as one or the other is flipped up. The ghost ring is designed to be both a quick and simplistic iron sight alignment tool that is especially useful in low light shooting scenarios. This feature of the AR-15 is one of the main reasons it's the rifle of choice for close proximity. So uh, there is a video here on how to aim with iron sights. So the next is triggers. Military rifles based upon the AR-15 style of platform have single stage triggers that are non-adjustable. These type of triggers are inexpensive, strong, and consistently reliable even when exposed to the elements. They typically have a trigger pull ranging from 5.5 to 9.5 pounds. 
While this type of trigger is highly beneficial to the military, it might not be the best option for civilian shooters with targets that are far closer during either a home invasion or when out hunting. Triggers can come stock or be switched out in both straight and curved versions. Some experienced AR-15 shooters maintain a curved trigger. The more traditional trigger option is best for tactical shooting and offers an ergonomic advantage when it comes to finger placement, especially during inclement weather and in the dark. Fans of the straight trigger often claim the curved version reduces finger sensitivity and could prevent the shooter from achieving the same trigger placement each time the rifle is used. Okay, so there and there is another video here on AR-15 trigger comparisons. So what about some of the best AR-15 upgrades? So there's a Magpul AR-15 MOE grip. This is one of the most popular aftermarket accessories for the semi-automatic rifle. It is often considered the most comfortable and lightweight option currently on the market. It typically costs less than $20 for the standard version, less than $25 for the anti-slip coated version, and comes in multiple colors. Next is the VLTOR IMOD stock. This AR-15 stock is adjustable and often deemed to be one of the most comfortable on the market. The slope cheek weld portion of the butt stock is likely the reason so many shooters find this stock so easy to use. It is lightweight and typically costs less than $100. The ELF Ultralight Stock. This stock is not known for how comfortable it fits a cheek, but it is incredibly lightweight, about 5 ounces. This stock typically sells for less than $150. Then there's the Faxon Firearms Barrel. This AR-15 aftermarket barrel is 16 inches long and known to be incredibly accurate. It's manufactured with Gunner's Aerospace Expertise. This barrel commonly sells for less than $200. Then the White Oak 223 Wildy Barrel. These AR-15 aftermarket barrels are made out of carbon fiber and cold hammered forged. They typically sell for less than $300 each. Then the JP Industries Adjustable Gas Block with Rails. A gas block permits the shooter to attach a free-floating handguard which can pave the way for enhanced accuracy. Gas blocks can also offer more rail space if you want to add a scope, bipod, or grip to the semi-automatic rifle. And then the Bushnell AR Optics FFP Illuminated BTR-1 BDC. Wow, a lot of, uh, lot of letters there. Many AR-15 owners prefer to use only iron sights on their rifles, but if you are looking for a quality scope, this one by Bushnell offers a 500-yard view field. It also boasts exceptionally clear view in low-light situations. The PCL Throwdown Quick View feature permits the shooter to change fields of view at a rapid pace. The scope has been applauded for its target turrets because they too allow for quick viewing field changes. This scope is easily mounted and often makes transitioning from using open iron sights. Okay, and there is another video here for the best AR-15 accessories under 50 bucks. All right, so the top three most popular AR-15 brands. The first one is the Colt LE6920. This AR-15 weighs a full seven pounds, has a Magpul MBUS flip-up rear iron sight, flash hider, a 16-inch long barrel that is a one-to-seven twist that is chrome-lined, a carbine-length gas system, and M4SB, as well as a handguard. Second is the LWRCIDI. This AR-15 plant 
platform semi-automatic rifle, weighs 6.7 pounds, has both an angled handstop and foregrip, an A2 flash hider, a mid-length flash hider, a one-piece modular free-floating rail, a 16.1-inch barrel that is spiral-fluted, Colt hammered forged, and Nikor treated. And then the third one is the Daniel Defense. This version of the AR-15 platform has a 16-inch cold hammered forged barrel, a mid-length gas system, a flash suppressor, a 15-inch free-floating M-lock rail, and weighs just over 6 pounds. So for more budget AR-15 recommendations, you can click a link here. All right, so that's a lot of information there. But definitely remember, guys, I said if you are, you know, you're new to possibly getting an AR-15 you know, you really need to go with someone who knows, you know, what they're doing, what to look for. You know, do your research and all that kind of stuff. Unless you trust somebody, you know, there is a, a you know, a firearm shop that you really, really trust. And, uh, you know, the, the, you trust the people there and you, you know that they're going to uh, you know, sell you the right thing that you need. But still, there's a, again, you know, going out with someone who knows what they're doing and, and uh, that can show you the ropes on those and show you how to clean it. I mean, you can learn a lot from online, but it's always good to have somebody there. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and continue on. So should you build or buy an AR-15? Over the course of the past four years or so, there has often been a mad rush for AR-15 parts, the lower receiver in particular. When mainstream media talking heads and politicians start blaming the gun after a mass shooting, threats of banning the AR-15 prompts the rapid buying of the semi-automatic rifles, replacement parts, or parts to build a rifle by folks who cannot afford a manufactured rifle at the moment. My husband once paid more for an AR-15 lower receiver than he eventually did for a quality second-hand complete rifle, long after the liberal gun ban hysteria died down. It can be less expensive to build your own AR-15, but if you don't have any gunsmithing training or abilities, you could select subpar parts or assemble a gun that does not work either properly or safely. So there's another video here for you. One distinct advantage to building your own AR-15, if you have the skills to do so, is being able to create a custom gun that will suit your specific needs. Again, there's another video here. So lots of videos here for you to get a lot of information. All right, so my journey to becoming an AR-15 fan. My husband wanted an AR-15 for quite a while, and about four years ago, after a knee-jerk reaction to a mass shooting had liberal politicians clamoring for a ban, Christmas was only a few weeks away, so an AR-15 is what I placed under the tree for my beloved Bobby that year. I loved watching him fire his new rifle, but have to admit being a bit intimidated, intimidated by it at first. The movable stock was attractive to me as a short woman. All the rifles we have with solid wood stocks can be difficult to maneuver and line up my eye with the sight properly. The AR-15 does not have the massive kick of a shotgun, which I also considered a major plus. Our daughter has loved shooting shotguns since my husband first taught her how as a young teenager, but I would never consider them my weapon of choice. I hesitated when Bobby offered to teach me how to shoot the AR-15, but ultimately took the rifle into my hands and learned how it worked. Before emptying the first mag, I lowered the rifle and turned to my husband and said, Oh, I want one. My Valentine's Day gift that coming year was an AR-15 of my very own. Beats the heck out of chocolates. As much as it pains me to admit it in public, I have a liberal in my family. 
One of my brothers is vehemently opposed to assault rifles, or quote-unquote assault rifles, trying to infuse some reason into any discussion about the AR-15 when speaking to him fails epically each time. Logic is not part of the liberal toolbox after all. Now, my brother has a CCW or concealed carry permit and has a semi-automatic handgun strapped to his waist and yet wants to yank my AR-15 out of my hands and ban them from use. So as a bit of a payback for all the frustrating discussions I've had on this topic with my big brother over the years, I chose his son, Connor, a former Marine, to demonstrate the AR-15 in this article. So there are a couple of uh, videos here, guys, that I'm just going to tell you. And I guess so it is her nephew, Connor, who is you know shooting the AR-15. It doesn't go into a lot of detail, but it's uh, I think it's cool that uh, you know earlier in the week I was talking about um, an article where you know there was video uh, accompanying it, right? So when I was talking about uh, David Nash's burns and his third degree burns, and so what Tara did here, she did the same thing. She she provided some videos of her own uh, to to be able to enhance this um, this article. Now I would say that you know there is one on shooting it and there's one on cleaning it. And so the the camera shot is kind of far away. So it would have been better if it was a little bit closer. But still, you know that the person who wrote this article is doing the actual videos. And so, you know, I think that means a lot there. But there there are just a lot of there's a lot of information, a lot of great videos online. So I just want to say that again. So uh, there's a picture of Connor here and it says, yes, revenge can taste ever so sweet. Maybe my words and his son's actions will open his mind just a little bit, but probably not. Perhaps I will put a Trump bumper sticker on his truck as a Christmas present this year as a means of furthering his enlightenment, of course. And then so there's uh, here's how to fire an AR-15. And then there's the video. And then uh, another paragraph here says the AR-15 comes equipped with a pistol grip, making the way you hold the rifle when shooting even more important. To hold, aim, and fire the semi-automatic rifle properly, center the pistol grip in a V-shape between your thumb and index finger on the trigger hand. And so then um, there is a video here again of Connor, and the video is showing him uh, cleaning the AR-15. He's kind of walking, walking through how to do that. All right, so there's one concluding uh, paragraph here, or a couple of sentences. Um, there are approximately 5 million AR-15 owners in the United States. That gun ownership figures equates to about 60% of all the rifles sold in America, being this version of a semi-automatic. All right, so there's a couple of comments here. And of course, you would, just like I was talking about earlier, different people were you know debating on different aspects of uh, the caliber of rounds and you know AR-15 for hunting and all those types of things. Um, I'm not going to lend a lot of commentary here because, like I said, I'm not a, a firearm expert, definitely not an AR-15 uh, expert, and so I don't want to, you know, try to sound like I like I am. Uh, there are there's a lot of information out there, but I will say this: if you are in the market for one, if you are in the market for an AR AR-15, you're probably never going to find them as cheap as they are right now, or as inexpensive as they are right now. I mean, you find a good, you know, find a good deal, you know, find someone who knows what they're doing, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, more than likely, 
a year from now, they're going to be more expensive. Two years from now, they're going to be more expensive. And every time, you know, Tara was right here. Every time there is a shooting. Now, you know, the last one wasn't so bad, but it just seems like every time there's a mass shooting, there is, uh, you know, talk about, you know, banning guns and all that type of stuff. And, uh, you know, people do get concerned about that. Um, if you were into firearms, you know, a couple of years back, when you know things got really really crazy you could not find ammo on the shelves it was it was nuts you know and people were starting to i remember in the preparedness community the articles that were coming out people were starting to worry a little bit like hey wait a minute is this the way it's going to be done and then there's always talk about okay we're not going to ban guns but we're going to ban the ammo right or we're going to ban the manufacturers who uh who create ammo and we're going to, you know, or tax them so much or whatever to where we put them out of business. And we're not, we're going to put so high a tax on ammo that's coming into the United States that no one's going to be able to buy it. So it's like whoever has ammo has ammo. And, you know, that's, you know, that's what, you, what you're stuck with, right? And unless you're reloading, you're, you're not purchasing new ammo. You're not going out to the range and shooting and stuff like that. And so, you know, people always talk about other ways that they would do uh, you know, a ban on firearms and, and, and things like that. I don't know if that would work. I don't know. I just know that people kind of start panicking and they go out buying things. And even like Tara said here, her husband bought a, a lower, an AR-15 lower for more than he bought a secondhand, you know, rifle fully put together, you know. And so, like I said, You'll never find find AR-15s or any firearms really at that for for that matter at at the price that they are now. And I always recommend you know you can go to gun shows and you can find you know things there. And sometimes you can find really good deals. What I have found here in the Houston area is that gun shows are you know the prices that you find are a little bit more expensive, unless it's at the very very end. I mean you might. So there's a catch-22. If you go early to a gun show, you will find people who are selling their own pieces, right? And so you might find a good deal there. Uh, individuals who are selling, you know, whatever. You know, I've got a, you know, a 9mm, a Glock 17 that I'm selling, and I'm willing to let it go for whatever. You know, $350, $400, whatever. And so you might find that deal early on because there's someone who's trying to you know, get rid of a, a firearm or they need some money there, you know, and, and they need to, to, to sell that. And then on the other hand, if you wait to the very end, sometimes some of the, the firearm uh, or the, you know, the companies that are there, they don't want to pack up all, all their inventory again. So they might deal with you a little bit more. So let's just say gun sales weren't as as uh, you know, up up to the par that they were hoping for, and then it's the very end. It's the last thirty minutes. You're going around. You're looking for a very specific firearm, and you offer them a certain price. They might take you take it up. You know, take you up on that uh, price. So you might be able to get get a good deal that way. But for the most part, I have found that you're not going to get as a good as as good a deal at a firearm show as at a, at a gun show as you are going to a firearm to your local firearms dealer and you know striking up a, a rapport a relationship with them and you know sitting with them talking with them a little bit and usually the prices are going to be better that way and then if they don't have what you want they can always order it right 
And so, uh, and I'm not talking about going to your big box stores or your big sporting goods. I'm talking about someone who, you know, a firearms, uh, you know, dealer, a firearms store that uh, that's local, that's independent. And, you know, you can, again, strike up a, a relationship with. I, I think those are, that's where you're going to get your best deals there. So guys, if you have any feedback on the AR-15 and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure, well, I'm, I'm kind of opening it up there. If, if you have anything you'd like to share, maybe you have an experience of purchasing an AR-15 recently and you'd like to share a little bit of that, you can come on over to episode 464 and drop it in the comments section. I've made it very easy, like just in the last two weeks, I've started linking to the actual episode on the on the podcast. So you don't have to come over to the Prepper website podcast and then try to find the episode. You can just click straight to it from your show notes and then you can drop me a line in the comment section, you know, of your experience in purchasing an AR-15 and maybe it was new, maybe it was secondhand and some things that you learned and some things you'd like to share. That would be great. I bet other people would would appreciate that. So uh, I would love for you to be able to do that. Well, guys, that's over at, again, Survival Sullivan. Like always, I'm going to link to it in the show notes. There's a lot of videos here. There's other links. And so if you are interested for in an AR-15, you, you'll want to come and check these out. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 464. Hey, to subscribe to the show, head on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. That way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government, grid, or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.